0: table talks
1: number 29 number 29 under 29 are you ready i for don't this? even know if that's true <laughs> the german speaker german speaking maybe not
0: yeah we're unentrusted is it week three week three
1: but we're we're sort of gonna verge into week four and do something a little different next week should we just tease that and let it be sort of just i think so tu- yeah tune in next week it'll be something a little different yep uh but yeah we're we're gonna talk about kind of spending saving giving all in one one bag of gold, one spending, bag of gold. saving giving that's right that's right we talked about contentment uh two weeks ago Talked about sort of more, the other side of that coin. God wants us to have this life of flourishing. He wants to bless us. Uh, He will provide for us. You know, what is contentment? What isn't? And this week we're going to talk about spending, saving, giving, sort of all as one package. And uh, so what I want to do is read a couple passages, a couple of just uh, one verse passages, and then just sort of ask some questions about these things. Uh, and sort of ask about spending, ask about saving, ask about giving, and sort of see where they intersect and where you know where
0: they're different, where they're the same. Um, so yeah, two I think ver- if you, sorry, I think ahead. if you have uh, you know wherever you're listening to this, this would be a good time for some self reflection. If you have something to write, uh, write on to write with. Obviously, if you're driving, stay safe. But maybe go back to it and think because we are going to ask some questions about. Um, your heart and relationship to money. So mm-hmm. I think even for us, we're doing our own self-reflection, but it'd mm-hmm. be a good time to explore some of that. So. Good
1: idea. All right. I just assumed everyone always took
0: notes. Oh, right. Yeah. I yeah. think
1: that's good. Thank you, <laughs> Chad. Uh, all right. First uh, First, first verse, Ecclesiastes 5.19. Uh, Moreover, Solomon writes, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. So that's Ecclesiastes 5, 19. Proverbs 2120. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. Mm. Kind of kind of, you know, two sides of the same coin, two sides. Or, you know, yeah. two two sides of the issue to be to to enjoy what God has given. to to accept their lot, be happy. It's a gift of God, the ability to enjoy them. Uh, And at the same time, precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, meaning he's not running through it all. Foolish man devours it. So kind of with that as a backdrop, maybe, so how should we think about spending and saving and giving? So I want to start with spending. Okay. Uh, And so what... Emotions, do we have related to spending?
0: Mm. What emotions do we have? What emotions do I have related to? Yeah, spending? so you and I, and then other people in general, but because I yeah. think we might have
1: some the same and some different.
0: Yeah, so I'm uh, looking at a list here, and maybe there's some other ones. But what comes to mind? You could have shame. You could have excitement, anticipation. um... Maybe you'll go into some of these, but I think for me, um, there's a, there's, I don't know if this is a, it's not an emotion, but there's a tightness around it. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a constrainedness around spending. Yeah. Probably a fear. Um, I think there's almost a guilt for me around spending. Yeah. So when I think about.
1: And so if you're guilty about it, then you spend, is there shame? Is there.
0: So it got, all of a sudden it gets to be an emotional issue. I, I think so quickly. Yeah. I think, it, and and that's the conversation in the the sermons. Uh, one of the illustrations has been mon The conversation around money is like a check engine light, you know, getting to the heart. And I think that's good. I think paying attention to what I'm feeling when I'm spending is what you're asking. And that's a good question. What am I feeling? Um, And I think for me, there is that guilt. There's Mm -hmm. that concern. There's uh, another way to say it is probably for me, a lack of deservability. Mm. Like, uh, I I feel bad. You know, I, I did come out to go eat and we planned on going and enjoying the day and you know, maybe this is you know, this is too much for us to really yeah, enjoy. Right. I don't really deserve it. You know, we can go, we could go home and we could just, right. you know. We don't need to do Make this. sandwiches. We, we don't need to, right. <laughs> which is so, can be so depressing.
1: Right, <laughs> right. Or frozen pizza. Or frozen pizza, yeah. Um, which I kind of like. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think that, and that's sort of the, the Ecclesiastes verse is sort of encouraging us. God has given you these things. Yeah. Uh, don't lose the ability to enjoy them and what gets in the way of enjoying them could be any one of these things really. But I think for, in some ways, you know, should I do this, um, you know, uh, in in the backdrop of, we live in a culture with a lot of anxiety about money, right? So, oh, I, I know I don't have enough for college and I know I don't have enough, say, for retirement. Um... And you could say that forever and never and kind of turn into Ebenezer Scrooge, right? And you'd never actually spend anything. And then you don't really enjoy what God's blessed you with. Uh, On the other hand, you could say, I'm just not going to think about it. All that's true, but I'm going to distract myself by spending spending money now or going out or whatever. Uh, I think for me, there's a sense of... I'm I'm a very future focused person and I'm kind of a, kind of a saver. Uh, and my wife's similar as well. So, uh, you know, I think for a long time it would be, you know, we don't really need to go out to eat. We don't really need to go to a movie. Sure. You know, we can do this or whatever. And that it's not like we even even had these conversations. They were almost sort of unspoken. Right. Uh, And then sometimes if you did buy something or whatever, it just seemed, um, I don't know, almost the opposite of somebody who's posting their great vacation. It would be, I didn't really want to tell anybody about it.
0: So what would you say that is, would, would it be a shame thing or would it, would it be like a betrayal of your unspoken code? Like, oh man, we had this code kind of agreed upon. Right. Yeah. And I didn't we we broke the code today. Yeah, I don't, I don't
1: know. know. I think there's probably part of that. Like this isn't who we are. We're not those sort of people. Mm-hmm. I think there's also for me and I think a lot of people of my generation and older you just didn't talk about. Right. You, you didn't, didn't talk about it. money, you didn't flaunt it, you weren't ostentatious. You just didn't. It just was like that was not the done thing. It's one of those cultural realities where um, you, it unanalyzed. It was sort of just part of the culture. Like you just nobody did that. You just yeah. didn't talk about that. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, and I think there was a, a sense of it's just it's, you know I get you. I can't make an argument for why that should be. It's just mm. it you know the way culture can sort of seep into us. Um, and I think now we're in a different place, and we're sort of much more comfortable in going out to eat or whatever. Um, and I, I don't really look back on my younger with, with regret. It's just, I do think, But I mean, part of my, uh, you know, as I'm talking about it, as we're thinking about this together in this week, there's a lot of emotion around spending mm-hmm. that was for me pretty unanalyzed, uh, and therefore sort of influenced me, uh, you know, sort of, you know, powerful, but unanalyzed way, which I think a lot of our emotions do. If we're not really looking at them, like, why do I feel that way? Uh, and then, you know, you, you know, somebody gives you an expensive present. You feel bad. You don't feel good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 Which I'm sure is the opposite of intended effect sure, from the giver. of course. No, it's yes. made me happy to give this for you. I right. want you to enjoy it. Right, yes. <laughs> it's interesting. I, I think if we read that Ecclesiastes passage too fast, it's easy to think that the gift of God is the wealth and the possessions. Right,
1: right. But That's it's right. not. The right.
0: grace of God in the passage, it says, is the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy. So he he's on to something. Yeah that I think is truly grace right. to be able to, to say, um, I'm going to enjoy the good gifts that God has given me. That's and I'm right. going to, I'm going to, you know, we've planned, we've blah, blah, blah. And we're going to spend this money uh, celebrating, you know, the birthday or be out as a family, we're going to have a family night and yes. it's going to cost us a hundred dollars. Right. And we're going to go do that right. because that's what we want to do and right. enjoy it and enjoy it. I think for me, so I could just say personally, I'm probably with you on the, I, I tend to save more. I tend to feel less freedom around spending and around mm-hmm. enjoying the spending. And I do think in the last year I've been challenged on this uh, in my faith that for me it was a growth in faith to not overanalyze it so much and to just enjoy it. Um, Not to, it wasn't reckless spending and it wasn't, um, you know, over and over beyond, uh, but it was a, no, this is, this is a good thing. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to let my mind get in the way of kind of the heart and the body behind the thing. Like this is a good grace that God's given. Mm -hmm. It's almost this, it almost reflected what I really think about God. And do I really think he's stingy? Right. Do I really think he's a miser? Do I really Mm -hmm. think he's like... Ugh, I don't want you to enjoy the things I've given you. I at, at a heart level I did yeah. and still struggle right. with that. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At some point, at some level, the answer to that must be yes, or you're just afraid what he thinks about it, or you're just afraid it's not okay. Or yeah. uh yeah, I know that uh, you know, my I think my dad would be somebody who would always come he made a, a good amount of money and was always complaining about having to spend money. And so we, it's not like we went on vacation a lot, which was kind of funny, um, since we probably could afford it. Um, well, I think we could afford it. He obviously didn't. Um, <laughs> but whenever we did, it would be like you could tell he was not enjoying it because, yeah. like, he was doing the math in his head mm. <laughs> mm. constantly. Yeah. Uh, and I do feel like this, you know, the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy, um, that that's something God wants for us, and if I'm if I'm not able to do that, then I'm missing something about that. This is a gift from God that He wants me to enjoy, yeah. Whatever at whatever level, right? So whether that's going to Chick Fil A uh, or whether that's going to a, you know a more expensive restaurant or whatever, or you know taking a vacation that's you know relatively modest or whatever, whatever that is, that, that this is what I've been blessed with. A lot of people don't have it, can't have it. Um, he's given me this blessing. The least I can do is enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that I kind of the last thing about, spe- cause one of the things that as I thought about it, let's say there was some unexpected car repair. Okay. Yeah. As, as, or you they get all in are. an accident. Or you get in an accident. <laughs> well, I never really, some people get an accident, it seems like all the time. All but the anyway, time. <laughs> that's another. Um, but there would be almost, so there would be, oh, I hate to write this check for $972. Mm-hmm. But also, I kind of feel good about that I can. Yeah. That's like a self sufficiency. Like there's, there's part of that, it's almost right. Like, thank you. It, it's not, it, it, it almost, it almost gets to gratitude, mm-hmm. but then at mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. moment it takes a left turn. You hijack gratitude. <laughs> hijack yeah. gratitude. Yeah. And it's like, huh, you know what? I made some good decisions. We put money aside. Mm-hmm. Hey, yay me. This is why I did it's it. Yay good me. job me. That's right. Good job me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, you know, in the sense of a car repair here, the Ecclesiastes is no, that you can do that. I wanted to provide that for you. You had mm-hmm. to, whatever. And th- I think from, and a lot of this just happens, it's like under the surface, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know about you. I don't know if you've ever had that experience of, yeah, you know, I made some good choices and this turned out good and this is other people. And the, the implication is other people who can't do this, well, they just didn't make as good a choice. Yeah.
0: It? Yeah. I can, I can do that. It depends, you know, if, if we have an appliance go out or something mm-hmm. like that and uh, we need to go you know, buy one. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't personally want to put those things on credit cards. We, Uh, since I talked to last time, since we've been in our first five years of marriage, we really don't have any credit card debt. Mm -hmm. But even that, you see, you just caught me. Even that I can hijack gratitude because I can think, uh uh-huh, and look at me, look how I've avoided credit card debt. We got smarter. Debt. We got smarter. We got smarter, we got better. Yeah, we got right. more discipline, that was me. Right. Um, and there is a responsibility to it, but it's not full on. Well, that's the thing, it's right. it's it's 87% true, but right.
1: it's that 13% that gets hijacked, and it's true because God has
0: given you that. It's the Corinthians yeah. passage that's where right. Paul says, who uh, you know, God is, I worked harder than all the other apostles and yet, but it wasn't me. It was God's, God's grace. grace. Me. Right.
1: So both are true. Both are yeah, true. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, so we, so, uh, what kind of, has the kind of spender you are changed, uh, as you have, um, as you have grown more mature in your faith?
0: Well, I'm always suspicious of my own Mm self-evaluation because I think we're all psychologically compromised, but I would say yes. And Mm -hmm. I think my family would attest to that because you talked about your dad. And I think that my kids, if you had to ask them, uh, hey, how is your dad in relationship to money and spending? Mm -hmm. They would probably say, well, he says no because it's too expensive. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. most of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the things they ask Mm -hmm. for are too expensive. But I think for me... I have grown in what's really great is it has given me a lot more joy mm-hmm. to say, not just enjoy this, but oh, I wanna I wanna do something for them. Yeah. Like it makes me happy to do something right. for them as opposed to a begrudgedness right. yeah. of like all I can see is the money come flying mm-hmm. off the shelf. Yeah. And it, I delight now in more in giving mm-hmm. and in giving to others and surprising friends or strangers or right. whatever with some yeah. spontaneous generosity yeah. or something like right.
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think for me, it's, um, I think I have changed. I I don't, I think that I was pretty unconscious about whatever emotions or thoughts about spending. I mean, we, we were kind of, we made the right choices because that's what we learned. And that's kind of the people we were to save and to give, uh, and then to spend within your means. Uh, but all of the emotion around it like I said I think was pretty unexamined. Mm-hmm. I think now I'm I have a much I think I have a much healthier view of yeah, it's okay to spend this money. God's given it, you know. God's given it and you know that that he wants me to enjoy, wants me to enjoy giving to others. He wants um and yet to be grateful, to be cuz <clears throat> I think that's for me the test of do I have real gratitude about God's provision for me at whatever level it is? Uh, and if I don't, then I, then something's gone amiss. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that too, are we, I think we are not grateful in our culture. Like our culture, we're not a grateful culture. We're yeah. sort of a, aggrieved, grieved entitled, um, whatever, you know, culture that somebody else is getting a better deal. I am sh- not getting what I should get or whatever. And uh, I think for me, growing in a true sense of, I'm really grateful for yeah. all that God has given me. That's good. And then I can spend from that place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when I'm not doing well, I can know pretty immediately if I'm like, okay, I'm really, I'm instead of being grateful, I'm fearful, angry, you know, shamed, yeah. whatever, yeah. what all the other emotions might be. Um, or, I, or I have a feeling of self-sufficiency, independence, you know, I'm rewarded because I'm right. made wise choices. Right.
0: Right. Totally.
1: My own hand My saved, hand me, saved me, in, me in some sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So then the same with the same verses, let's like think about saving. What kind of emotions do you have around saving? Yeah. I mean, I've got the same potential list here, shame excitement <laughs> anticipation independence or gratitude like
0: what is that kind of you know how do, how do you how does I, that work I, it's funny I'm I'm laughing because I can I can tell you you know when we have the uh, our paychecks deposited yeah and I I actually take that and I go to a different place and I put it in savings at a different uh, at a uh, Credit union. Uh-huh. That's where I do all my savings anyways. Uh-huh. But I can tell you, I feel so good yeah. about taking that money and going and putting it in to say, I'm I'm excited. Yeah. And it's probably mixed. It's probably, I'm excited. This is incredible. I'm so happy we're putting money aside and da-da-da-da-da. And there's probably uh, some self-righteousness yeah. in there. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. look how much I put in yeah. the bank today. And I'll right. I, I even, you know... Show that to my wife and look at this. Yeah. Look what I put in savings. Aren't I a good boy? Look what daddy's got.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I mean, I think, so I'm, I believe in the doctrine of total depravity. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. You do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, so that's just an illustration of you're never going to get, you're never going to get it a hundred percent right. There's always (laughs) a mount that's tainted. Right. So don't congratulate yourself too much. Too quick, right. Because there's part of it that you can have all the pious words. And yeah, there's part of that. Oh, I'm gonna. I'm pretty happy about this. I'm pretty proud. About it. I'm pretty judgmental of other people who don't. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, that's. I think I'm similar in a sense. Uh, I used to worry about it more. Um, part of it, I'm just older. I've seen the stock market go up and go down and go back up again. Um, and you know, so I have. I have a, maybe a longer view. I used to sort of check my balance. i not like an, every day or anything, but. You know, I don't know, relatively, whatever, because mm-hmm. you, know, you have money invested in these markets. Right. Um, and now I, you know, I don't know, like go months, yeah. months and months without. Um, but I do f- like there's a, I, f- I think that uh, I had, I grew up with an attitude or a, 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 I'm a, I'm a future focused person. We could do an enneagram. There it is. At some point, we can do an enneagram podcast. So I'm a future focused. I'm a three. By the way, all you regular listeners
0: probably already knew that. You knew Mike was type three.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Um, And so I'm future focused, but for me, the future uh, was something to be planned against. Okay. Right. It was probably not going to be good. So let's. Let's hedge against all the possible bad outcomes, because yeah. I just grew up in a in a weird you know uh, weird bad situation, and so in a way, I think my attitude towards saving was mixed up with that, and it was sort of a hedge against possible bad things in the future, yeah right you save, so when bad things come, mm-hmm. you'll have some money mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Depending on how you say that, okay, well, there's some wisdom in that. I
0: say, yeah, there's definitely Proverbs uh, that talk about that. But where the emotion, where my
1: heart was, wasn't mm-hmm. that. Right. It wasn't, again, there was no. there's no gratitude of, I'm grateful that the Lord is providing me with provision in the future as we're in this broken world and bad things will happen. That's surely the case. You know, he's giving me provision now so I can, there wasn't that
0: sense. Yeah. It was. And when you're in that sense, you can't save enough. So put you on the spot. Did you, it sounds like saving was related to, um, disaster Mm -hmm. or just to being prepared, Mm -hmm. preparedness Mm -hmm. was, did you ever, or recently have you ever noticed yourself saving to, for something to enjoy? Like, Oh, I'm going to save for that. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think that, um, I mean, I think it's been a slow evolution of, yeah, we really should take, uh, I mean, we're, have the ability and we're at the stage of our life where we should take uh, a different kind of vacation that we've taken and feel good about, feel grateful for, uh, and I don't really have any issue spending, um, spending that money. So it wasn't, it almost didn't, um, the emotion around it. Almost didn't, I mean, it sort of informed spending, but it was really almost about, um, you know, that I'm never going to be in a place
0: where I'm comfortable with how much money there I have saved. Yeah. So you had and, to come to a, some type of resolution there.
1: Yeah. And I think because, I, you know, we have always sort of, we whatever money we save, that sort of comes off the top. And so you can almost subdivide what you're saving, and what you're spending Mm -hmm. that I can feel good about spending this because I've, I've saved money off the top, but even there, you know, well, what if this happens or what if this happens or, you know, what if the company goes out of, you know, whatever it was, company goes out of business. I'm sure there's sort of people who sort of have a potential catastrophe might happen in the future mindset. Right. Uh, and you know, a catastrophe might happen. There sure. is some truth right. in that. Right. Uh, so I'm not saying that the action of saving against potential bad outcomes in the future is bad at all. Right. I think it's actually wise.
0: But my emotions around it were um, skewed. So what? So similar question that we dived into with the first half is. What does that reflect about our view of who God is and how God works?
1: So my secure, you know, my hedge against the future was this money I had saved. Yeah. Which instead of saying, I don't have to hedge against the future because God is Lord of the future. the future is not always
0: bad or always the other shoe drop.
1: And he will take, so this, instead of this is a way in which God is providing now for the future. Mm-hmm. It was disconnect. Like I'm on my own. And that's, I guess that's part of it too. Growing up in that, in that environment, it's like, I got to figure this out. I'm on my own. I got to take care of myself,
0: survivor, like survivor mentality. It's survivor mentality.
1: Yeah. So it's, there's a bit of independence and self-sufficiency. And so that's part of it too, where savings is a way to, you know, that I won't be dependent when God wants me to be dependent on him. Right. And so instead of saying, this is a way in which God is providing, and I'm grateful for his provision, almost I can take God out of the equation yeah. and say, this is how I'm making sure I'm going to be okay and my family's going to be okay in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. Uh, and so the same action, that's kind of where the same amount you look at my checkbook, your checkbook, the same amount of spending and the same amount of savings. Can be really can really correspond to the heart of scripture, or really Mm -hmm. can diverge from it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's to me what's fascinating about this whole conversation is it the relationship to money really does, if we pay close attention to it, reveal what our heart believes about who God is. Right. It really does uh, show us. Do we think God is a benevolent God? Do we think God gives abundantly uh, rain? And son and food to the righteous and the wicked? Or do we think he's withholding and stingy? And you know, if if you don't do the play your cards right, then I'm gonna bring something bad. you like more of a karma right, conversation. Right,
1: right. right. If and you make do, bad choices, I'm gonna bring yeah, bad. Yeah, I'll bring right. bad.
0: And do we think that the future is only something to be afraid of? Right. Um, or do yeah. we think that no, this whole thing's going somewhere good, God's in control? Sure, challenges come, but blessing comes. Like I have something right now that's a blessing, you know, me being able to put savings away is the blessing right. <laughs> in and that's of right. itself. That's, right. that's the thing.
1: <laughs> My, do I look at it as the blessing from God yeah. or am I hedging against the time God? Well, he's probably
0: not going to bless me in the future. So... But I think you said like, okay, there's both uh relationship to spending and saving. Both can be a way of uh, trying to gain or assert independence yeah. in life. Yeah like one can be i spin to gain something to gain status and uh right identity to demonstrate to the world right. to, to demonstrate my own independence or self sufficiency yeah. the other can be i'm hedging against the future and saving and this is my identity i'm this person right
1: yeah and i'm much more the second person than the than the first um for sure uh and so that's probably something you know i don't know that i'll ever you know have to worry too much about being the first person um, but the second person, probably there's a little of that that's always going to be with me. Yeah. Um, and I do think, you know, Philippians 4.19, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Mm. And so what do I do with that verse? Do I, do I spiritualize it? Oh, my spiritual needs are going to be met. Right you know salvation grace forgiveness redemption wisdom whatever maturity he's going to missional effectiveness he's going to supply yeah.
0: you right? can if you want to be unfaithful to the text <laughs> <laughs> right
1: or no every need of yours he mm-hmm. you will supply
0: um Because he's thanking them for being so generous and a gift they sent. Right, that's right. Half the letters in the New Testament correspond to people's generosity around the fledgling churches starting. That's right. And Paul's trying to raise money for people. And Paul is saying, you know, in the conversation of their
1: generosity to him, that God's going to supply every need of yours. Yes, exactly. Uh, And it seems, so they're giving money away... And his response is, God's going to supply every need of yours according to his riches, uh, not in a transactional way, but in a way that the generosity is a demonstration of their belief in mm-hmm. this thing mm-hmm. that, um, you know, if, because if, if you take my sort of uh, catastrophes around the corner in the future mentality, and you take it to its logical end, well, you'd never give any money away. Right. I mean, what's, yeah, that would, what's the upside of that? I'm going to feel gonna like need that greed money. Yeah.
0: Is to some degree. Sure. It's, yeah. Hoarding yeah. like... Hoarding like, yeah, I mean, I, I might need that money. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but if I really believe that I'm his, that what he's providing is his, but he's richly giving it to us out of his bounty out of his. He wants me to enjoy it. He's providing for
0: my future. Now, you know, it's just, ah. You, yeah. Loosen up, you relax. Yeah. You might get to enjoy. I can not only,
1: I can not only can enjoy, sorry, bumped the microphone. Jacob just woke up. It's like, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not only can I enjoy what he's given, I can now, I'm free not only to enjoy it, but to be generous.
0: You know what? I think that helps even in talking about this. That's what it feels like for me was, oh, if I'm honest, my temptation would be greed more than gluttony. Like me saving and feeling great about it, uh, the tightness around spending feels more like greed for Mm, me mm -hmm, at least. mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's true. I think that would be more of a struggle for me. And Interestingly for me to, uh, grow more in, uh, enjoying spending, I feel like there's been a loosening of some of Mm them. you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Um,
1: all right. So let's, I guess, complete the circle, if you will, you know, what are, what, what emotions do you have related to giving? So we've talked about spending, talked about saving, So related to giving, is there shame, is there excitement, anticipation, is there independence or self-sufficiency or pride, is there gratitude? What, you know, when it comes to giving, um, what emotional responses Mm. do you have?
0: Wow. How do we answer that? Or have you had? As being on staff at churches, I think for me, if I'm really honest, it's, these are all complex conversations. Yeah. And I think for me, my upbringing was um, Southern Baptist, and in a lot of ways, it was there was a lot of good things there. Um, and one of the things we were consistently trained on was giving. That Wasn't was there a, like because I, I, we were in a, we were in a Southern Baptist church for a while? Wasn't there like?
1: Okay, so there was an expectation of a tithe of 10%. That was the hands and down. And then there was the, was it Lottie Moon? Lottie um,
0: Moon love offering. Love offering. Yeah, man. Hands uh, which down. Which didn't,
1: which <laughs> se- felt pretty obligatory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was called I don't love know about offering. a love offering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you showed the love <laughs> yeah. by a, a, a yeah. obliging. Yeah. But for me, it, even as a young kid, I remember, you know, if we would get a $10 allowance a month yeah. or a week or whatever right. it was, yeah. um, the 10-10-80 principle. Yeah. Was you give ten first? Mm-hmm. You give ten to God, yeah. or one ten percent, one dollar. You save one dollar, and eight dollars yours. And it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad principle. Um, but for for us, it was this constant um, pressure, yeah, of faithfulness looks like 10% all the time. Right. So it becomes a legalism. It becomes a Pharisee sort of thing. For me, it did. And I'm not saying for everyone it did, but for me. So you asked the question, what do I feel? You're about to read the next passage. I mostly feel shame, pressure, compulsion. Mm Mm-hmm when the conversation comes to me around Mm -hmm. giving, like I said, it's complex. So there's not only that there's, there's certain areas of our life where we give where it feels very free Mm -hmm. and very Mm joyful to say, Oh my gosh, look what's going on, Mm -hmm. especially around Christmas time. So for me and my family, we love um, taking ornaments off the Mm -hmm. tree here to give to kids, uh, doing the shoe boxes. We'll also get on board with, um, I think, Franklin Graham and Operation Christmas Child Mm -hmm. have a catalog yeah, and you can buy milk for people and, Mm -hmm. or a goat for people in other countries. We love doing that. Mm -hmm. Like that brings us so much joy. Mm -hmm. But then there's other areas about giving that I just get so tied around Mm -hmm. and I haven't really, I'm not where I want to be. Yeah. And I haven't really fully unwound around those things. I don't know if that makes sense.
1: No, I do. I think that's right. I do think there is a sense in which, um, being a good steward in giving, in ways that are missional and, um, you know, will bear fruit for the kingdom and that will really, um, address injustice and will help those who are victimized and so on and so on. Um, th- there's, there's that. And then on the other hot side, there's this sense of, well, also, tr- it's also true that the people of the church, their you know, their salaries get paid because, right. you know, and so there is a sense of, um, you know, churches ask for money a lot. Churches need money. Um, and then there's a sense of, you know, like to buy a goat for the poor people in Africa. Uh, and I think so that what's, that's part of what makes it super complicated, Yeah, I think. Um, and so for me, it's like, again, if this is God's provision and I am to give it away, uh, I, I tend to think that the lion's share of that should go to the local body in which I'm a part to further the mission, to reach mm-hmm. the community, uh, and so on. Um, but that's, in a sense, less important than the manner in which I say, okay, this is the first thing I need to do is show my gratitude and generosity to show that I'm a steward, not an owner, and to give away the first part of this. Yeah. Now, for some people, the first part might not be 10%, depending on some people just have really tight, tight budgets, and they're just barely putting food on the table. Right. Okay. Uh, I think most people at this church is probably not their situation. Um, and f- yeah, so for me, the 10, 10, 80 is a, is a, uh, expression of wisdom in a sense. And in a sense in which, yes, it's good to sort of check those boxes, make sure I'm giving, make sure I'm saving all well and good. And it's wise. And it, you know, there's pro- proverbs you can point to. Um, and I, so I do that thing. And I, I think it's good. I think, You know, it's sort of how we talked about it with our kids that if you can give away the first part and you can save the second part, the third part you can spend without guilt. You Mm -hmm. can be free. You can enjoy it because you've already given away some and you've already saved some. Um, And so it's it's fine to say, okay, the, the practical application is give away 10%, save 10%, live on 80%. But then again, we're back to the heart issue. Yeah, like you can do that in a way heart. that's, um, in a way that's wise and gracious and full of faith, or you can do that in a pharisaical whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Compulsive, compulsive sort of way. You can
0: do it in almost a cold removed way, right? Like living only with the discipline of it and the mind of I've done this, this is what it, this mm-hmm. is what good people the right people right do the right way, I'm doing it. Yeah. And you can almost check the boxes without engaging what the boxes do to right. your own right. heart and life.
1: Yeah. So let me read this last passage as we're getting close to the end of our time. It's 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. And Paul is, a, it's a similar, as you said, a exchange where he is trying to get the relatively wealthy Corinthian church to give money to the relatively poor church in Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, And he says, uh, the point is this, whatever, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency and all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. So what does that mean? That um, clearly he's been asking them to give because God has blessed them, because the people need it in Jerusalem and so on. And then he says, each one must give. I just, there's an interesting verse. Each one must must give, it's a command, as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can sit with that for a yeah. long time yeah, and, and do some meditation and prayer over that and examination. I think it's very interesting because that means that uh, in a, you know, 10-person lineup with different uh, tax brackets or whatever, each person may choose to give a different right. amount. Right. And one person that can give 8% may give 4%. One person that maybe is going to sacrifice to give 8% has to sacrifice to right. give 8%, but that's, that's right. what they want to do. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's a challenging passage. It's a challenging verse because it doesn't undermine uh, the, the tithe principle, which we don't have time, but really comes from uh, the allotment of land Uh, in the Old Testament Testament. to the -hmm. the tribes Mm -hmm. where the Levites didn't have an allotment Mm because they were the ministering priests and everyone Mm -hmm. was to... So they couldn't raise their own crops. So they couldn't raise their own crops. Mm -hmm. And so to provide for them, there's a lot of different conversation around what that looks like in New Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's there's that, but I don't think he's undermining a sense of consistent uh, regular giving. No,
1: he said that in other places that every, you know, on the first day of the week you should set aside Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I think that's, it's, it's what does it mean? What is a cheerful giver? Who Am I a right. cheerful giver? And obviously giving reluctantly or under compulsion is not a cheerful giver. Now, I've, I've, as I I've thought about this a little bit, it's almost like, well, okay, if I'm not going to be cheerful about it, what he's telling me is I shouldn't give anything exactly. at all. Right. right. Well, it's just like saying, you know. If I'm going to have lust in my heart against a woman, it's just like adultery. So I might as well com- commit adultery. It's like right. I don't think that logic say- doesn't add no, no, up. No. I don't know I don't what it's, it's called, what but saying. it doesn't add up. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but so, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I always am a cheerful giver, or even what that means. Um, and I, I've so you talked about um, last time, you know, concentrating on what you had uh, instead of what you don't. And i I wonder uh, so what would help? And I've kind of thought, you know maybe when so the end of the year comes, I get I, we get our our giving statement that at that point I pray for you know all that God has done in his kingdom through this provision or uh, you know some there's some sort of something that I connect this amount given to God's mission and my heart and my part and gratitude about being able to, you know, be a part of God's mission or some sort right. of, because otherwise I don't think, I don't know what that, I don't know how I practice cheerful giving um, in a way that was really meaningful for my heart. yeah So that's why I'm kind of wrestling. What does that mean for me to be a cheerful giver? Uh, and I think God loves a cheerful giver is a good, like, why does God love a cheerful giver? yeah Because, you know, if your child... Cheerfully gives away something you've given to them to, well, you love that,
0: right? Right? Yeah, and I'm thinking of even in uh, there's an example in Lord of the Rings where uh, one of the hobbits wants to give away their service, yeah, to the steward of Gondor, yeah, and it, you think why would you want right. to do that? Right. But Gandalf says, I don't, I, I'm not gonna, you know, put out the fire of a generous heart mm-hmm. with cold advice, mm-hmm. basically. And I think that that's that's true. You see that in a child, and you think, I don't want to stymie their generosity, right? Um, you want to, and and you watch their joy in that, right? So that's a good question. What does it look like for me to be a cheerful giver? What does it really mean to be a cheerful giver? What do I do if I'm really honest and I'm not a cheerful giver? Mm-hmm. How do does I get cheerful? Does that just mean therefore I don't? Yeah, I don't <laughs> give, or does that mean like what, what kind of work do I need to do to get in a place of what can I give? With a at with a grateful heart, as he, as he says at first too, decide yeah, make your decision, make your decision, and be at peace with it. Right, but yep. I don't think it means don't give. Right, that's that's not really right. the option of a decision here. Right. <laughs> right,
1: right, and I think it's you could to me it, you can extend it into all areas of stewardship. I ought to serve God's mission somehow, uh, but God loves a cheerful server, mm-hmm. somebody who's mm-hmm. not serving reluctantly or under compulsion now if that's you know you you should serve and sometimes we serve in our actions and our heart has to follow mm-hmm. you know we have right. to commit to the action and our heart has to follow our
0: heart's not always matching nope. the behavior right. we're doing
1: that's right that's right and so that's just i have to commit to the action that god has you know given me to do and then i have to try to get my heart to follow mm-hmm. um, and so but i do think if i'm never there if i'm never grateful for the ability to participate in God's mission. I'm never grateful to give away and help somebody. If I'm never, well, then there's something that's deeper than money going on in my, in my heart. And I need to get to a place where, uh, I am grateful. I am, uh, I feel God's grace to me. I'm feeling like I'm an agent of God's grace to other people yeah. that I'm, a, that he's using me to be a blessing to other people, to God's mission, to, to whatever that might be. And that should be, you know, give a sense of fulfillment, mission, excitement, anticipation, uh, all of those things that go with any f- act of worship, really.
0: I do think, I wonder if that's uh, part of the work of being a cheerful giver. Because let's just say it's not going to happen automatically. Most of no, right. life doesn't just yeah. happen. right? But it, there's going to be some intentionality there. Is me, myself, connecting the giving to the to the mission mm-hmm. then in my mind and heart, I've connected the giving to the mission because it is connected to the mission, right? It is connected to seeing the kingdom come seeing God's justice done, seeing grace being given to others. But if I don't connect it, then it's probably only going to feel like, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm just given to something. This is what Duty I'm supposed to do. It doesn't or, get past yeah. the action and doesn't get in, into the bigger picture. Yeah. Um, it's, right. it's almost so, present focused. It's just, Oh, I'm supposed to give, I got to give. That's yeah. what I'll do.
1: Yeah. And so to me, it's just kind
0: of tie a bow on it. Um,
1: where are we, Jacob? Are we,
0: yeah. Where are we at time, bro? 41, 5, 40, yeah, 415, 46, 415, 415 minutes. Wow. Time flies. Um, <laughs> um,
1: that all of my investment in the mission of God, my investment in who he's making me and what he's giving me, uh, is like in some ways what I spend and what I save and what I give is some, is somehow intertwined with all of that. Yeah. Uh, and I can do all three cheerfully yeah, in a way that because God loves a cheerful spender, God loves a cheerful mm, saver. Come on. Right. Yep. Uh, you know, that's what Solomon basically said. Yeah, You know, it's God, true. You know, God, so, can I be cheerful? Can I be, uh, can I have gratitude? Can I be, you know, be a giver of grace and an acceptor of God's grace to me? Uh, and can I do that in a way that it pulls me deeper into his mission, Mm. uh, where any other sort of spending or saving or, pharisaical giving kind of pulls me away from it.
0: I feel like that is a necessary conversation in the church when we talk about money and the, 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 I think you just helped balanced out some of the over emphasis. If we only talk about being a cheerful giver, because I do think God loves a cheerful saver and loves a cheerful spender. Mm -hmm. Right. Not as in, I love you more than someone who can't do this, but that's the goal is being cheerful about all of it.
1: Right. That's right. And you know, it's a gift from God, as Solomon says, uh, and so that's what we're going to leave you with. Be a cheerful spender. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> yeah. So for me, the takeaway is what, uh, how do I think about what practice do I have? Maybe when my giving statement comes or something that, uh, cause we give automatically. So mm-hmm. it can be just in- invisible. Um, that, you know, how can I use that as an occasion for prayer, occasion for deeper investment in mission in my heart so that I'm, I feel gratitude and I feel uh, God's grace as opposed to box checking or being a Pharisee or whatever. Um, and so that is what we'll leave you with uh, this week, that God wants you to be cheerful in the sense that Paul means it in, in 2 Corinthians 9, cheerful giver, cheerful saver, cheerful spender, enjoying his good graces to you and sharing those with others. And so in God's grace, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Rogue Table Talks, a Calvary Church Media Productions podcast.
0: Be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.